Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! Welcome to 5-Minute Film Finder. Brought to you by Pioneer Library System. Uh, welcome to another edition of our favorite, your favorite film and media podcast brought to you by the Pioneer Library System. We are here with 5-Minute Film Finder. I am your host, Kendall, and I am joined today by Darren. Hello, Darren, hello. how are you doing, man? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. It's uh, going pretty well. Good. We're back. Uh, we're kind of the resident sci-fi guys, I'm starting to realize. Nerds? Nerds. What you're trying to say? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's fine. You know, we did what, for the love of Spock... In Stargate last time, that That's was a true. lot of fun. That's true. Um, we have some it's fun movies this time. I'm excited. There's actually some good sci-fi on there. Last time we were on here together, there wasn't nearly as much good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm curious. I feel like they might have heard our cries, yes. you know? They listened uh, to the podcast. They did. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Maybe they can, I don't know. Well, anyways, anyways, we're, we're, we're nerding out about our, our own sci-fi picks now. We are going to bring two more films to you today in the sci-fi and fantasy universe that are available. Uh, mine's on Canopy. Is yours on Hoopla? Hoopla for me, yes. Hoopla. Okay, so both platforms. That's yes. awesome. Uh, which are both access- accessible through your library card um, as services brought to you by the library itself. Uh, let's get started. A uh, quick reminder for those at home. Uh, the rules are we have five minutes to sell you on these movies. Uh, Darren, you're going to start us off today. Uh, you'll tell us your pick here in one second. You'll have a timer with the Wilhelm going off and if you're ready i'm ready i think i'm ready to go all right start us off darren all right so my film is going to be the terminator which came out in 1984 of course stars arnold schwarzenegger you also have linda hamilton in the role of sarah connor you have michael bean you have paul winston and lance hendrickson in the roles of police officers Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time I have to say too. I have to interject. Um, Lance Henriksen being in the sci-fi movie like makes it the. It's like you know, it's a good sci-fi movie from that era. Sure, sure. And like Bill Paxton in a tiny little role at the very beginning of the yeah. movie as like, like a as like a punk. A punk, yeah. He's the <laughs> Arnold's opening line. You know, nice night for a walk. It's great. Um, obviously, very violent. Uh, you have uh, some R-rated content. There's a sex scene in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I consider it to be an extremely plot-important sex scene, if not the most plot-important <laughs> sex scene of all time. Sure. <laughs> I think that makes sense, yeah. Right? Well, and, and I think something that we benefit from is, uh, I mean, who hasn't heard of Terminator? Right. You know? I mean, you, of course, we're relating to the John Connor character, that whole arc and stuff. What, I mean, what is there to say about Terminator that's not already been said? What made you pick Terminator? So I love the music in this movie. Yeah. Um, I rewatched it recently, and the Terminator theme, while relatively simple throughout the movie, is is just excellent. And then the energy, like in the uh, nightclub scenes, mm-hmm. and just the way everything comes together with the the shooting at night and everything in this movie, I think just, it's excellent. Yeah, well, in in James Cameron, in and of himself, I mean, really. You know, we talked about this before, but like, so if you might know him better than I, he like sold all his rights or something in order to direct it, right. launched his career. I mean, way ahead of his time with time travel. To this day, I've read that he's still consulted on time travel movies yes. for like accurate scripts and how to do it well. Right. And his research is in after, especially after this movie, um, he spends so much time working on his movies before he actually makes them that it just, I think it's really interesting. Yeah, it's great. And I mean, it's iconic. And I mean, at the time, Schwarzenegger was, I mean, he was somewhat known for Conan movies. It, like kind of solidified his leading 
after this, he was never not like a leading guy, big time box office following this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any like favorite scenes? Like, so you talked about the music and like the nightclub scene, which is fantastic. I think that's probably my favorite scene. Um, yeah. The whole, the tension that's built up in that scene where she's sitting there and he comes in looking for her and it's, it's yeah, so good. it's great. And, and it's just, I don't know. Something that always stuck out to me actually is similar, similarly to you, the music where it's just like, it's kind of almost too loud in the mixing. Like this is behind the scenes stuff, but it's like, it almost is supposed to like put anxiety on you as like the watcher too. Cause you feel like you're just like surrounded in this right. club as this killer machine. Yeah. And of course the I'll be back scene yes, and of course. all that stuff. It's just yeah, so iconic. Great lines. Yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't have that many, of course he's a killing machine, but sure. The lines that he does have, I think he really sells it. Yeah. So. And also too, I mean, arguably a great performance from Michael Bean as well. Um, uh, terribly underrated actor as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be honest, I've only seen him in this, Aliens and Tombstone. I mean, those are the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. Oh, come on. You got, there's another James Cameron movie you're missing. Oh, He's no. also in The Abyss. Oh, I haven't seen The Abyss. Oh, I know. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, you're fired. You're fired. <laughs> no. But, I mean, he's great in it, too. I mean, you you have to have this trifecta of yes. those three actors with Linda Hamilton to make it work. Right. And it's believable. Yeah. You know, as Reese, Kyle Reese, he's great. Mm-hmm. He's great. So who would you recommend this movie to? It's I'm sure people have seen The Terminator, but you never know. Well, you know, obviously anybody who likes a um, action-ish movie, um, the science fiction aspect is really strong, of course. Um, James Cameron is pretty good at that. Um, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like a, you know, a monster movie in a way. So, you know, maybe some horror fans would get into it that maybe sure. haven't watched it before. Yeah. Um, you know, the stalker kind of thing. Yeah. And I love quick side note. I love the whole subculture. This movie spawned of like the Terminator versus Robocop and the Terminator versus, Oh yeah. Like, you know, they spawned video games. It spawned comics you know, like tons of uh, Terminator adjacent stuff that's been yeah, created, right. of course. Yeah. Just like a cultural icon of mm-hmm. a movie. Um, you know, and then the, the AI thing, the whole Skynet, bad AI. Yeah. It was very early, strong, you know, against the, you know, what's going to happen when we actually do create it, that kind of right. thing. Right. Which I read, there's a company, I guess, by the way, that's in, uh, did you see that a couple of years ago that named itself Skynet? That's yes. In- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. But, just asking for trouble. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, excellent choice for Terminator. Well, thank you very much. I yeah, it's, it's I, such a great movie. Yeah. Is there any final thoughts taking us out? Um, no, not really. No, nothing no. to say. Well, okay. I mean, you know, you got to watch the movie, but sure, uh, sure. I think the, uh, you know, the final scene—I should say, not the final scene, but the final part of the chase is uh is great tension it's great you know yeah great stuff so absolutely make sure you watch it if you have yeah a solid sci-fi pick i mean one of the classics absolute classics that's available through hoop through hoopla yeah i mean we we we'll finish it out there it you know for all the complaining we did they put one of the most iconic sci-fi movies on i know there, so like really <laughs> top like you know yeah so thank you so much hoopla thank you, thank you. yeah and, uh, and yes, and thank you, Darren. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with the second pick of the week for sci-fi. Hey, poetry fans, let's get immersed in verse. Our annual poetry writing contest is back and happening now. We have categories encompassing grades K through 12 and also adults. Each participant can submit up to three poems, which should be emailed to mc at pioneerlibrarysystem.org. Let us know if the poet is in the category of K through five, middle school, high school, or even adult, and include a library card number if possible. Submissions are being accepted through April 23rd, with our virtual poetry celebration and awards presentation taking place May 6th, 2021 at 6 p.m. We wish you all the best in your quest. 
All right, welcome back to our, I guess, second second anniversary, second edition sci-fi episode. Sure. Yeah, we, this will be a recurring thing. I'm enjoying this. All right. Fellow nerd. <laughs> we have, for our second pick of the week, uh, it is my pick. It is comes to you from the streaming service Canopy. Uh, it is the 2014 film Ex Machina, uh, written and directed by Alex Garland, which I do want to mention, Alex Garland is a director before that, he was a screenwriter, and before that, he was an author. He kind of had a weird path moving forward, because <laughs> he originally did, he actually originally wrote the novel The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio back in the day, wrote the screenplay, started writing screenplays for Danny Boyle, 28 Days Later, Sunshine, uh, and then directed this and Annihilation. So he's really kind of made his way into the film world. Um, I love Alex Garland's stuff. It's interesting. I didn't know that about The Beach, and I can totally see it. Yeah. Because that movie is also very... The tension there is just yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and we'll talk, yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about it here in a sec. So yeah, uh, Alex Garland is fantastic. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher the name. It's starring Alicia Vikander. Vikander? Vikander, sure. Vikander. Uh, Donald Gleason and Oscar Isaac. Um, all three are pretty recognizable. Alicia is an Oscar winner. Uh, Donald Gleason, Oscar Isaac, uh, of course, known from the Star Wars, most recent Star Wars trilogy, but in other things as well. Um, but a quick synopsis for this movie, because this movie is a lot less well-known, I would argue, than your I, film. I would, I would think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is um, taken from IMDb, a young programmer is selected to participate in a groundbreaking experiment in synthetic intelligence by evaluating the human qualities of a highly advanced humanoid AI. Um, respectively, because this will be important, <laughs> important <laughs> talking about the characters themselves. Um, Donald Gleason's character is named Caleb Smith. Uh the Oscar Isaac character is named uh, Nathan Bateman, and Alicia Vikander's character is Ava, the AI uh, Ava. So we'll we'll probably have to say that again a couple times for the names wise. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this film. Help me fill in some gaps here. So Caleb is a programmer for a company very similar to like Facebook. I would say. Would you compare Blue this Blue Book company to Facebook? Uh, well, I thought it was a little less social media, a little more search engine. Oh, sure. That's right. Like kind of like a, a Yahoo. Uh, yeah. Like a he, cause he, he, uh, Nathan specifically talks about how his competitors, um, such as Yahoo or Google, he doesn't name them, but mm-hmm. they, uh, wanted to monetize what they oh, that's right. got from their search engines Yeah, and he went a different direction. Yeah. So so we have Caleb, who is this programmer for this company, and he wins. He wins a lottery. He wins this, which this they don't explain at drawing. all. Yeah, and it's like he gets like a notice on his computer, if I remember with correctly. With no sound at the beginning of the movie, it's just kind of the lead in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and the prize is going to spend this week uh, at his CEO of his of his company uh, at his house, this luxurious house, and it's very mysterious. And you get this amazing sequence of a helicopter flying like further and further away from society. Mountains and woods, every mountains yeah. and woods, and they end up flying into this just very green field um his helicopter pilot even says like i'm i'm instructed only you know i'm not supposed to leave the helicopter i have to stay in the helicopter just very mysterious the whole time you are in the shoes of caleb just not knowing what's going on um as the film progresses he he eventually meets up with the ceo who is nathan played by oscar isaac and you find out that Oscar Isaac, uh, Nathan's character, is has been developing AI, this artificial intelligence, um, and he has this robot that's named Ava, and that the part of the prize that Caleb has done is that he's there to do, pretty much conduct a Turing test on Ava to see, um, like you know, if if AI has truly become 
a sentient being. Self-aware, you know. Self-aware, yeah. An actual intelligence. Yeah, yeah. an actual Turing test. Yeah, like self-awareness in and of itself. So obviously not jumping into spoilers because this movie is twists and turns left and right. Um, You you yourself have have watched the majority of this, are going to finish it later. How are you enjoying it so far? It's very different from most sci-fi films. It's a slow burn. We talked about this. It's quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, There's lots of long shots of just the trees and stuff interspersed between the character interactions. Um, And there's very interesting tension from the very beginning, I thought, all the way up until the point where I am at the film. Um, and uh, it you can tell that there's something going on. They don't hide that. Yeah. Well, it's very, it's interesting. You make a good point. It's like, it's purposefully, you feel like something's kind of just constantly like watching you from the tree line type thing. It's like something's off not right. Yeah, something's the off. The feeling that I got constantly. Right. Just off. And, and the more you learn it, it's like Nathan lives in like very much isolation, super self-destructive. He's an alcoholic. He's like super narcissistic. Um, and so while Caleb is kind of operating around these terms with Nathan, he's also conducting these interviews with Ava to see if, you know, these turn to conduct the Turing test. Um, and then where, where I'll leave you though, as far as the plot goes, is that you find out that Ava has the ability to cut off the power, therefore deactivating the security system so she can talk to Caleb one-on-one without Nathan listening. And you, and you learn that not as all what it seems as you've been feeling this whole time. Um, they slowly ratchet up that like tension, like I was saying. You know, the, right. that, the, the each scene kind of builds on the last one where things are, and you, like you said, it's kind of from Caleb's point of view. Most of the scenes are his interactions and his views of what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 he he almost is kind of like a just a, a deer. I feel like in a way right. he just he's so vulnerable the whole movie. Uh, not a lot of dialogue from him either. There's lots of him listening. Yeah. to. Uh, Nathan yeah. talk to him uh-huh. and just him interacting and reacting to what's going on. Yeah, I, it's a weird it's a weird analogy, but I always when I watch this movie, I always feel like he's just a deer in the middle of a field and there's hunters nearby. Like it's just how it feels the whole time. Mm-hmm. You're like something's gonna happen, right. and you don't know when, you don't know why, but you know something's gonna happen. Um, I want to comment really quickly. The performances in this movie are great. There's only like four main cast members. Right. I think except for the helicopter pilot, there's only four people that you see. I'm sorry. At the very beginning of the movie, you have Caleb's co-workers. Sure. They don't have any lines or anything like that. But then the helicopter pilot has the one line right. after two, one or two lines. And then it's just Caleb. From then on, in 10 minutes into the movie? Yeah. Like eight minutes into the movie? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it's Caleb, yeah. Ava. Very uh, small. Nathan and then Nathan's, I guess, housekeeper, uh, Kyoko. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the four of them, I mean, it really, you know, the twists and turns that it takes, you kind of, it's weird because you see them coming in a way, but they still are no less impactful, I guess. It's that slow burn mentality, um, that I love that Alex Garland chooses to take his time with those things. Um, I think any director, any different writer would have done that differently, but I think having an, a novel, you know, author background, I think he understands that the payoff you know, of setting things up character development wise. And then (laughs) we always run out of time. Um, Okay. I'll, I'll finish up my thoughts. I'll I'll throw it to you really quick. Any, any last comments you wanted to make? on? No, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's a, it's a, it's a great movie so far that Mm -hmm. I've seen. Um, The tensions there, it's you know, science fiction. You said um, you didn't talk about it being science fiction very much in your yeah. You know, when you were talking about it. Sure. So it's that part of the movie is very present. It's yeah. there. Right. But it's not the most 
important thing. Sure. Because like you said, it's kind of from Caleb's point of view and what he's seeing. Yeah, it's very dialed back. Right. Um, I, I'll, I'll end it on this for recommendations. I would say I picked three sci-fi, modern sci-fi movies that you might be fans of. Uh, Arrival, the 2016 Amy Adams movie, uh, Gravity as well, and I would say in fans of District 9. Uh, it's kind of sci-fi that are based in a sci-fi world but are more about human conflict, human issues, and also somewhat politically woven into it sure. as well. Uh, so check out Ex Machina on Canopy. Yeah, That's for great. sure. Do it. It's great. Well, um, I want to thank you again, Darren, for being here. Thank uh, you for having my me. My fellow nerd. I love that. <laughs> um, I'm sure we'll have some awesome uh, Canopy and Hoopla sci-fi picks to do in the future. If you guys don't mind checking out some more of those, that'd be great. And uh, we want to, once again, want to thank you guys for joining us as we ha- round up a, another episode of the 5-Minute Film Finder podcast. If you like the content that you have here, uh, hear here, um, make sure to like and subscribe. Check out our social medias. Um, if you have any questions, comments, you can always reach out to us via our email address. And we look forward to seeing you in the future. 